somebody paid them for it? This is it. I have such sights to show you. Welcome to the show. It's Zach here with Macias and Ash on an overcast night in Atlanta. We all had oodles of fun at the Halloween Little Five Points Parade this weekend, and we have to keep constantly mentioning the bands did a really, really great job, and ultimately the organizers did a, an awesome job putting yes. them together, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, highlights for me, I don't know what you guys, you guys can butt in. Uh, I saw two Judge Kavanaugh's, yes. which is kind of funny. Um and I saw a drunk candy cane princess scale a roof of a bar. That was fucking with barbed wire wild. Yes. That was wild. She stayed up there the whole time. I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, we're also gearing up for a fun Halloween bash this Saturday as well at Ash's house. Um, unfortunately for me, I'll be spending the majority of my time this weekend on Halloween moving. Ew. Which is never Ooh. any good. Unsubscribe. I know. So for every piece of candy any of you eat, uh, send me a little bit of your mental energy because I'm going to need it because I'll be moving Mm. on my favorite holiday on my least favorite thing to do, which is moving things around. Nobody likes that. What are you going to do? Really quickly, plug an awesome resource for the spooky season. If you want to hear great fictional short stories, look no farther than the podcast No Sleep. Yes. Macias. Yes. You also listen to this as well, right? They have that uh, Reddit blog there's like a Reddit yeah. thread, right? Or no some sleep shit. on the, the website. Reddit is also very good. It's just a text version of a lot of these stories. But No Sleep has wonderfully produced stories by different voice actors and a multitude of voice actors. It's truly frightening if you like that. If you're more into realism, uh, check out my favorite radio personality from the last 20 years. His name is Art Bell. Um, if you type in Art Bell, ghost to ghost... You can have hours of uh, radio call-ins from people across the United States that are telling their ghost stories to this guy. Um, he died about uh, three or four months ago. Kind of sucks, but he was a really, really good radio personality that loved uh, the paranormal, everything about scary stories, and he would do this every October. So if you want to find some more content that we're not giving you, please check out No Sleep Podcast or Art Bell. Also, if you like other scary stories that are, again, fictional, Pseudopod is another good one. No Sleep yeah. is my favorite, but Pseudopod just has like, a shit ton of content. Pseudopod is very good. Yeah. Um, more importantly, though, this week we're transitioning deeper into October with a movie that's more in line with the level of intensity that we're used to. Because I, I don't know about you guys. We've been doing Monster Squad. We've been doing all these kind of PG. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call them, but um, we're getting into something that's going to be kind of crazy because this movie had to be cut multiple times to not be NC-17, but to be R-rated. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, it's a movie that's a sequel to the depraved Rob Zombie House of Thousand Corpses that we've covered in the past. So go back and look if you want a precursor. Uh, this movie also entertains as much as it disturbs, if you guys know what I mean. Mm-hmm and once held a record for the amount of F-words used in it. Really? That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> we'll get to it. So hang on to your safety bars because we're going to be discussing and dissecting The Devil's Rejects by Rob Zombie from 2005. How exciting is that? Very exciting. And then again, this is Ash's Choice? Yeah. Awesome. So with all those announcements, let's check on our ever-lovely co-host. So how are we doing today, Ash? Really good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, you know, weird fucking weekend. Yeah, the Halloween parade, then the shows that night, and then you're just kind of t- down and out. I was I was pretty wild that night. What do you think? 
I saw you three times, and progressively over the night, you became cooler and cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel any nervousness about your party coming up? I mean, I just feel like there's not enough time. I went on my lunch break today and spent about two hundred fucking dollars at the Halloween store. Wow. But uh, you know, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. It'll, it'll be, good. be good. I think I know at least like the three of us are gonna show up, so it'll definitely be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, there'll be three of us there at least, <laughs> at the minimum. Um, to bank off that, Macias, how have you been? How was your weekend? I've been great. Um, I've been really loving this weather. It just got real cold here in Georgia, and it feels great. And the Halloween parade, as always, one of my favorite things to do in Atlanta. It was so fucking fun. Yeah, very packed, too. Yeah, it Love was that. awesome. Um, a lot of uh, grizzes at Elmere, which are always good. Grab what a grizz is, because I kept asking the bartender for, uh, can I get one grease? Oh, <laughs> no. What's a grease? Are you really? Oh, my God. I'm not like cool oh man wow what's a what's a grizz okay yeah. agree agrees <laughs> wow a grizz is a tiny corona a corona coronita and you um they take the bottleneck and they put a shot of tequila on the top fucking I amazing also kept fucking up with how to use it because then they put a lime on the bottleneck and i kept pressing the lime in immediately uh, yeah. squirt all this fucking like yep. tequila yeah. juice everywhere Dude. Yeah. So you just take the lime, you take it first, and then you have the lime, yep. and then you drink the yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah. I was pushing the lime in, squirting it all out, and then like. Or you take the shot, and then you stick the lime in. Yes. Well, I don't know. Um, take the shot, bite the lime, stick it in the rest of the beer. And have you purchased your Loch Ness costume yet? <laughs> no, I will not be the goddamn Loch Ness monster. Please. I want you to. This God. Time. Fuck no. I'm not doing that dumbass costume. No. God, that'd no. be great. Uh, no, I don't know, guys. Help me, please. Uh, I don't know what to be. We have like Cholo, uh, Cholo yeah. Goth. Cholo I'm really, Goth. I'm attracted to Cholo Goth. Cholo Goth is pretty cool. I want to say that. It's not original at all. I've done it so much. I'm just going to warn you, I might be a little handsy with you if you're Cholo Goth. Well, you know what? I just learned you can punch someone in the face without it hurting. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So uh, maybe if you're too handsy, you're going to get a. I'm going to punch myself. A right hook to the face yeah. from Macias. I'll remittance. <laughs> So I hope before next week, we're going to finish out what we want to be for Halloween. Hopefully. Um, get Missy as a costume and all that good stuff. But as I mentioned earlier, we are doing the wonderfully intense movie of... The Devil's Rejects. Okay, so this movie picks up seven months after where House of a Thousand Corpses leaves off. You know, like the Halloween sacrifice, fucking fish boy. Cop the, death. The cheerleaders. Yeah. All Dr. That. Satan! Yes, Dr. Satan. Um, so basically, the cops swarm the house and get into a gunfight with the family, killing poor Rufus and capturing Mama Firefly. Can I say for a second that the shootout at the beginning of the film is basically a reminiscent uh, shot by shot of the Australian Bush Ranger film um, about Ned Kelly? I don't know that. I didn't either, but like I looked it up, and Ned Kelly in the 1880s had like this big shootout where they put armor on in this hotel and they were waiting for the cops and they came out guns a blazing. And they all died. That's but pretty fucking badass. Though. Yeah, yeah, but apparently it was, it, was, it was supposed to be reminiscent of that. That's cool. So Otis and Baby managed to escape and take refuge at this shitty-ass motel. Um, this is where Captain Spaulding decides to meet up with them. You know, lots of shit starts getting weird. A little bit of torturing, a little bit of killing. And then the three then decide to dip out and hit the open road. Meanwhile... 
Sheriff Wydale calls on his trusty bounty hunters, the Unholy Two, to help find the remaining members of the Firefly clan. I love the Unholy Two. Oh, me yeah. too. Yeah, Diamond Dallas Page and, and Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yeah. I'm still waiting to see if they're going to come to the party. You know, I've put my Danny feelers Trejo? out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He might not come to the party, but I know he's going to be cast for the next sequel, which is great. Yes. Yeah. I know DDP lives in fucking Town Lake or something. Yeah, his uh, daughter went to middle school and high school with me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they were their neighbors. Um, eventually, the sheriff, full of rage after learning that Mama Firefly killed his broski, manages to get Spalding, Otis, and Baby back to their house and proceeds torturing them with sil- similar methods they used on their victims. Did that stress y'all out at all? Like, I was feeling for them a little bit. Of course, yeah. I mean, they're fucking assholes, but nobody deserves that. <laughs> I mean, I think they kind of do after yeah. all they did in the lo- first movie. Yeah. I love when he, like, puts the nail through his hands. I was like, oh, God. Oh, that's some Jesus shit right there. But alas, Tiny shows up, and the three manage to escape again. They hit the road for a second time. In the end, they have a wild shootout with the police barricade, and I'll get shot to death. Did I miss anything? Uh, yes, you did. Uh, that the, all that whole ending scene is set to Freebird by Leonard Skinner. Uh, How did God. you know what I was gonna say? Yeah, God, yeah. How that did was, you miss that? That was fucking great. The I montage was like, montage is wonderful. I was like giddy as shit watching this for like the million time, just seeing that scene. Also, probably the slowest progression of a car for like twenty minutes, yeah. going like twenty feet. I mean, it's also the longest fucking song ever. So I don't know. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's so, right. They do play it from start to finish. Yeah, well, and they're going like, like twenty yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, moving right along then. So there's a lot going on as far as genre and style go. Obviously, when you see Rob Zombie films, you think '70s exploitative slash horror. Uh, but what's great about Devil's Rejects is you also get sort of a western '70s road trip feel too. I'm thinking Bonnie and Clyde or Once Upon a Time in the West. It has a bunch of that kind of the feel to it. Yeah. Um, Rob's not really a fan of a lot of horror today. Why is he such a fan of the 70s style? In an interview, he explains, the 70s was the last time corporate everything hadn't taken over music and movies and homogenized it. And I would say these horror movies felt like they were the equivalent of punk rock. You didn't go to the Staples Center with 18,000 other people to watch the Ramones. You will go to some shitty club on the Bowery and fear for your life to see this bizarre band that no one's ever heard of. And that's why it's so special. That's why you would never forget it. I don't know, though. I almost disagree. Like, if you watch movies like It Follows or you watch Get Out, you can see this creative energy being, like, cycled back into the horror genre that wasn't even alive in the 70s, 80s, or 90s. You're getting actually, like, some intellectual horror coming on. Yeah. Almost hearkening back to, like, Alfred Hitchcock with all, like, the very psychological horror. Alfred Hitchcock is from a time before what is now. Well, and same uh, with I It Follows. I I'm just saying, like, it was after the fact of this movie, but... Yeah. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I also get what he's saying because a lot of my favorite horror movies are from the 70s. Same for me. I just think there is a resurgence of actual some decent horror happening now, which happened after the fact of this movie. Right. Still. Agreed. So on that note, Zach, you want to tell us a little bit more about our director? Okay. So just like this movie's big brother, House of a Thousand Corpses, which we covered on a previous episode, Devil's Rejects was really kind of a one-man show for Rob Zombie. He selected all the music. He wrote it. He directed it. 
all of the good stuff. And as far as I'm concerned, this is the pinnacle of his work. House of a Thousand or Devil's Rejects? House of a Thousand. Okay, mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. But it did follow into Devil's Rejects, which I don't think is bad. It's just not as good as the first Yeah, movie. it's just different. Right. Yeah. So Mr. Zombie had the idea of this movie even when he was writing House of a Thousand Corpses because in his mind he imagines a scene where the brother of the sheriff that he kills in the first movie wants to come back for revenge, which is a pretty easy yeah. horror concept to get back to, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of further inspiration, he wanted to make this movie a little less like catchy than House of a Thousand Corpses. Does it make any sense as far as like it was almost cartoonish, some of the characters that were introduced there? I think mm -hmm. that's why I liked it a little more. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot more like as humorous, if you will. But yes. he wanted to make this more terrifying, bloody, and serious. Um, he felt the characters in the original movie were too satirical and jokey, where the, the Devil's Rejects called for more grit and evilness, if you will. Also, he hired Phil Parmet, who did the documentary Harlan County, USA. And the reason he hired him is because that old movie, Harlan County, USA, was a very good handy cam documentary, and he wanted to follow that style into The Devil's Rejects. If you notice while it's happening, you're kind of getting this, like, kind of real, kind of not style. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into the soundtrack in a second, which helps reinforce that. But once they made their money back from House of a Thousand Corpses on the first theatrical release night... Lionsgate immediately was like, we want you to start working on a second film. That's oh, right. shit. Yeah, and so they started working on a second film, which would become The Devil's Rejects. That's so cool to me because it, House of Thousand Courses was really fucking depraved in like them having like Lionsgate being like, do another one. Right. That's just like, that's wild. It's all money though. We feel Hell like yeah. yeah. People want to see what yeah. kind of horror movie Rob Zombie would make. Right. So let's dive into cast. Of course, we've got Sherry Moon Zombie playing Baby. She and Rob have been dating since 1993 and finally married in 2002. Nice. She's really only acted in Rob's music videos and movies, with the exception of uh, Tobe or Toby Hooper's Toolbox Murders. There you go. Can I mention for a second that um, her brother had a cameo as a police officer on the set in yeah. the first shooting. Really? Because yeah, because he, he knew was, how to handle a gun. He was like the only person that knew how to actually handle a gun, yeah. Right, Damn. so like, you go stand in front of that camera, yeah. buddy. Yeah, so the only other movie she was in was Toolbox Murders, uh, which she did as a favor to Rob because he and Hooper are buddies. Of course they are. Yeah, because he knows all the badass people. Mm -hmm. uh, so she said that she never wanted to be an actress, and that's the reason she'll really only act in his stuff. Um, in her early days, she was a model and a dancer. I wonder Ooh. what kind of dance. I know. I didn't say if it was Oof. like exotic or like a ballerina. Oof. But uh, I think we can put two and two together. <laughs> uh, then we had Bill Mosley, who played Otis, who is Baby's brother. Uh, one of his more famous roles was Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yep. Oh, shit. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh. He's like a horror icon twice over now. Yeah. So this role is actually how he got connected with Rob Zombie. He dressed up as Chop Top uh, from some horror award show. He was presenting at Universal City Walk, and that's where he met him. Uh, they, along with Mosley's kids, Sherry Moon and Rob Zombie's parents, ended up spending the evening hanging out. And a couple months later, Rob Zombie called him up to offer him the role of Otis in House of a Thousand Corpses. I also saw that Bill Mosley shaved his head for the film so the lace wig would fit properly. Which right. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And that he loved playing Otis so much that he would actually end up going home and playing that same character with his family. And oh, just that's like so gross. I would know. Going without days with showering. Oh, which my is what God. That's disgusting. But the beard is real. The beard is real. Probably, but his... Yeah, the beard he had to grow out. They yeah. said he had to like start at like Super Bowl of the last year, like 
still filming. His infatuation with not showering would be really gross to me. Out of all of the Firefly clan, I think he is the most terrifying for me. Yeah. Oh, of like, course. Oh, I'm not Jesus. scared of any of the other Well, okay. Just kidding. Captain Spaulding's teeth, though. Ooh, Ew, yeah. I just wouldn't want him to kiss me. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Bill Mosley's attitude. He's scary. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. No, you? he doesn't. I'm going to cut your foot off. Yeah. Right. Just to get a foot on the wall. But he's intelligent, too. You can tell he's oh, smart. Definitely. All right. So then we've got Sid Haig playing Captain Spaulding, everyone's favorite character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you notice this, he doesn't kill anyone in the movie except maybe one of the cops at the very end, which is kind of strange. Which is kind of like uh, goes back to his House of Thousand Corpses. He doesn't really yeah. do much in that either. Yeah. yeah. kind of helps out. And a like, minor character. If you notice the scene where a baby's getting tortured, like it his face it like ruins him to see that his daughter is getting like fucking tortured like he's he's he seems like he has a more of a soul than all of them for sure yeah he had two crazy spawns uh so sid haig's been acting since 1960 and he's certainly been no stranger to horror one of his most famous roles uh, other than playing captain spaulding was in 1967's horror classic spider baby spider baby (laughs) and if you have not watched that and you're a fan of rob zombie's movies you should definitely check it out you can definitely see where he drew a lot of inspiration from from this in his movies and his music videos. And uh, also notice there was a different actress playing Mother Firefly in this movie versus Karen Black from House of a Thousand Corpses. Made me sad. Yeah, she asked for more money and they couldn't pay it. But I will say the new chick did great. Yes. But they there's one plot hole for me. What's that? Mother Fly, Mama Firefly, whatever, in the first one, one of the things that I distinctly remember is her fucked up, nasty ass teeth. Oh, yeah. And this bitch has perfectly white yes. teeth. Oh. And I'm like, damn it. Well, maybe she got some of that charcoal activation shit. Yeah, she like must I have, have done you know? something. I'm, but using, I'm using that stuff now. I was noticing that too when I was watching it. Like, Sherry Moon and Mother Firefly, in this one at least, have like the most gorgeous teeth. Yeah. Whereas, like, Otis and Captain Spaulding's are disgusting. Captain Spaulding's, I'm like, that. Yeah. yeah. They're rough. That rot. Disgusting. Uh, so they had Leslie Easterbrook play Mother Firefly in this one instead. And I, like you said, I think she did really well. She had kind of a different, a little bit of a different vibe. Still crazy. She wasn't yeah. in the movie for very long anyway. She wasn't, but I still, I, I don't know. I can appreciate both She of them. was a great amount of crazy in yeah. this movie. She was good. And she was really cute. An old lady, you know how mm-hmm. I have that fetish. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, Matthew McGrory. He played Tiny. This was sadly his last role before he passed away Aww. of heart failure. It's kind of crazy. I know. It's really sad. He ended um, on a high but, note. But he did, typical yeah. typical with someone with that size yeah. would have to deal yeah. with a heart problem. Yeah. He was uh, seven foot six. Also, I know that in the credits, this uh-huh. movie was dedicated to him. Right. Yeah. Well, that just shot down my theory of Devil's Rejects sequel. Well, well, that's kind of a three from They're going to have it, but like they can't use them, obviously. But they can't use anybody, really. Well, that's why I think it's three from hell, because when I was looking up the movie the yeah. other day, it they're from had, hell, maybe. Well, it said Sherry oh. Moon, and she's credited as Baby. Yeah. They're, so they're going to be in hell. Or they're just going to come back from hell. Right. Oh. I don't know. Mm. But it's not tiny. Is no. You, you can't physically have him come back from I mean, hell. essentially, he's the hero of the movie. He is the hero of the movie, for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, so one of his more famous roles, too, was playing Carl the Giant in Big Fish. Everybody loves that oh, movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, so and this, another cool fact, this guy apparently was five foot tall when he graduated kindergarten. <laughs> Shut the, the fuck, fuck up. Yeah, huge no. kid. Um, and then scary. one of my other favorite characters was Candy, Charlie's main sex worker lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The older woman? 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, she was played. Cougar by, lover. That's right. Uh, so she was played by Elizabeth Daly. And Ooh. I think it's so weird to see her in this because I always remember her best as Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. She has that like sweet little girl voice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There you go. It's very sexy. Speaking of cute little girl voices and like weird placements, PJ Souls, who was uh, in um, Halloween as the girl that's sleeping with the guy that's the girl with the pigtails yes she was in this movie yeah she was the lady whose uh, car got hijacked i don't know if you saw either the david hess the bad guy in last house on the left he applied or auditioned to be in this movie as one of the bounty hunters but did not get it hmm. i'm glad they got danny trejo mm-hmm. and diamond dallas page yeah. that was really there's like so many like freaking little Good like casting. nuggets easter egg like horror nuggets in is, this movie yeah. is ddp's face that fucked up i was asking joe about this i'm like what's wrong with his face he is just it? said plastic surgery or something oh I don't know. really yeah Ugh. i think that's what it is Danny Trejo is the shit though he's like in all of my b movies that i'm like obsessed with yeah yeah he's the best definitely all right so i loved the cast in this movie but i also loved the soundtrack zach Tell us about it. Yeah, the Devil's Reject soundtrack is awesome. It, it, it does a lot of different bands. It has Allman Brothers, Lauren Skinner, and James Gang. So if you look at those guys like independently, they're a bunch of Southern rock it's tilting towards. It also has some really classic country with Kitty Wells and some great solo artists and Joe Walsh and Terry Reed. And the only reason I mention all these guys individually or these bands individually is because they're all very popular bands in their time like we're not talking about like these low-key people that are trying to pick up or independent artists that are yeah. featuring rob zombie did a very good job of selecting a very awesome soundtrack one more tidbit they also yeah. used one of my favorite songs fooled around and fell in love by yeah. alvin bishop yeah during that the torture is scene. also a great song yeah that I, didn't mention. I also really love that he didn't put any of his fucking music in there. yeah i feel like that would have been cheesy as shit well he, he came out and said he wanted to do like a southern rock soundtrack and you know uh, he knows a lot about music. Like just because he plays a certain type of music doesn't mean that he doesn't like classic rock right. or like a type of rock that you wouldn't imagine Rob Zombie liking, which I thought was interesting. Oh hell yeah, that was like one of the best parts of the movie. I was gonna say this soundtrack is probably one of my favorite parts of this movie for sure. To get into special effects, Zombie had a great idea for special effects initially. He wanted to just use practical effect methods used in 1970s, all the techniques, all that good stuff. But guess what? He wasn't able to get all the money for it, or he wasn't able to get the time frame for it. So he was like, you know what? Let's just do digital effects. Ugh. Which makes me so mad. It makes me so fucking mad. I couldn't tell. I, I could tell. I could kind of tell. I could definitely tell. If you if you look at it, there are about a hundred digital effects that were shot in this film. Yeah. And this throat slitting, people getting shot in the head or neck, and all the stabbings. And uh, to be fair to them, the violence that did not involve direct skin contact were achieved practically, but most of the effects and all the digital effects were happening while they were filming, which I thought was kind of lame. Yeah, I'm like, Rob, you've got enough money in your own fucking pocket. I don't know. more time, I guess. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's just like, if you wanted to have 70s effects, why didn't you do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You wanted to use more practical well, maybe effects, but enough time. Yeah, maybe he spent more money on, like, fucking the soundtrack. The music. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. okay, I'd take that over. Yeah, it might even be a money thing. It might just be a timing thing where, like, at the end of it, he's like, oh, yeah. fuck, like, I can't do all these things. But I think right. the initial idea of why 
he wanted to have practical effects is great. That's what we talk about every week. It's not having CGI, but having more practical effects. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned time because this movie, it took them 30 days to film, which I don't think is very long at all. That reminds me of like Texting the Massacre as far as like how long they're out in the woods. Yeah, and he would like shoot and reshoot and reshoot and reshoot and reshoot and he wouldn't take breaks and they would just be going and going and going until you like had a feeling or whatever and like that's how that It sounds kind of awful to work with. I don't know. You're not saying yes or no. I don't know. I have well, no, no idea. Um, so this film was shot solely in California. All the scenes were filmed within a block of each other, which I think is probably how, good for the how budget. How crazy is that? Yeah. Um, and Captain Spaulding's house was not altered in any way. Ew. Yeah. But well, let's be fair. That that was not the personal Captain Spaulding that was his house. That not was no. the house, house they chose for him. No. Still. Yeah. Kind of perfect. It's they found it. Yeah. They found it as it is, only adding household household items to make it look like it was lived in. So I think that was pretty fucking creepy. Um, the Firefly house was shot at Sable Ranch. And if you look it up, you can see a shit ton of films were shot here. Oh, yeah. Especially in the 90s. Movies like Motel Hell. Whoa. Covered it. Yeah. Robin Hood. Pumpkinhead 2. Cool. And aside from Robin Hood, it seems like a lot of horror and Western films are the majority. Um, Devil's Rejects also had a $7 million budget. And Jesus. Yeah. Made over $7 million opening weekend in the U.S., it ended up grossing over 17 million in the US and over 19 million worldwide. So, way to go, Rob. Hell yeah, Rob. And as Zach was saying in the beginning, this movie had to go through the MPAA over eight times Damn. to yep. get an NC 17 rating. I'll say that, like I mentioned in the beginning, the word fuck and its variations are used 224 times in uh, the movie, but there is another website that sources this at 560 which would be the record until another movie was released called Fuck in 2005. That's the um, name of the movie? Was a record and had a count of 470. Damn. So this movie is, whatever you think about it, if I'm doing anything incorrectly, it is up there with like the amount of times you can use a word that should not be used that often. Yeah. And Rob said in, in an interview that The Devil's Rejects was probably the hardest film of his to cut down in order to get an R rating, which I think fucking sucks. Um, censors were not a fan of the motel scene, most specifically, I guess, with like the gun sticking the gun in the girl's back. That, that, was, that was uncomfortable. Yeah, like rubbing her nipple with it yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He said that was really hard to film, by the way. Yeah. Bill Mosley. Really? Yes. Um, so, with that kind of rating, how well did this movie do, Macias? So, we got a 6.9 on IMDb, a 53 on Metacritic. Sounds pretty high. Yeah, for, for ratings for, for like IMBD, a, it's okay. Good. IMBD, yeah. So fifty-three on Metacritic, a fifty-three critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. But it seemed that normal people enjoyed this a lot more than critics because it got a seventy-eight for audience score that's, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's pretty good. I saw one like uh, the most vile villain in the two thousand six Scream Awards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That'd be a cool award to win. Why not? <laughs> it obviously didn't take home any Oscars, but it did win 10 different awards and five other nominations from various like horror uh, awards. Like Saturn awards. Yeah. And yeah. Shit. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so um, just to go over some, well, first, well, first we'll do a negative review. Uh, Jeff Shannon from the oh, Seattle Times. Oh, fucking Jeff. Ah, uh, Jeff. What you got? He had this to say. He said, despite some giddy humor and a soundtrack of 70s top 40 hits, this is entertainment for sociopaths. 
occasionally effective but impossible to recommend with a clear conscience. That just makes me want to watch it. Yeah. You sound like a square-ass bitch. That's right, I'm not bitch. coming to your Halloween party. No. Hell no. Probably fucking My Little Pony and, like, fucking cornucopias and shit. And candy corn. Ugh. I could definitely see him being a cornucopia dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Roper from Ebert Roper said, it has to be the sickest, most twisted, most deranged movie so far this year, and I'm giving it a thumbs up because yeah. it's very good at what it wants yeah. to be. My guy. Okay. Yeah, my guy. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Woo. All right. So, guys, my favorite. Taglines? They haven't been great for a while. So two weeks, they have not been great. <laughs> not been great. Hell doesn't want them. Hell doesn't need them. Hell doesn't love them. This world rejects them. That's the chorus of his of Rob Zombie's song, Devil's Rejects. Mm. Also, that doesn't fit on a poster. It's a little long. It's very long. A little lengthy. Come on, bud. All right. A tale of murder, mayhem, and revenge. That's too basic for this movie. I'm like, is this a novel? Yeah. 1800s? Uh, what parchment paper do you have? Death walks behind. Hell waits ahead. He's been trying for a while to taglines and not uh, so good. Not so good so far. Oh my god, this next one. I hate it when people do this shit. The new film by Rob Zombie. Cool. Like, I don't yeah. care. I don't yeah. care. I don't care at all. This summer, go to hell. That's wait, also wait. shitty. Wait, get to that last one. What's the last one? Go to hell. <laughs> Just go to hell. Like, Jesus, Rob Zombie. Could you not spend, like, $5 to have a middle schooler come in and try to watch the movie? Do you, and think, have, hey, do you hey. think it's the director that actually does the taglines? Or no, do you think it's, like, his crew? Not at all. I, mean, I think there's someone that's doing it. But, like, I think they did a shitty job and it's signed off by somebody that's a higher level than the director, potentially. But, like, come on. I think well, our goal in the, the next year, we need to get a fucking tagline writer on the show. Yes. Well, we have one. It's it's me, well, and I've been writing taglines. <laughs> Where for are they? So well, you want we want for this movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. You work. say rejection. We say the devil's rejects. Mm. You know what? I'm just that that was beautiful. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a quick break and get back to the ratings. On to my favorite section. Let's get into ratings. As always, we graded the movie by 11 horror variables, an overall grade of the entire podcast and various other metrics. So let's jump into everything. We gave this movie for jump scares a 16%. I can also agree it's not a very scary movie. No, there's nothing um, to make you jump. Yeah, but to shift to a much better rating, we gave this a 90% for its soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. Soundtrack is golden. We can't really get mad at the Allen Brothers. No. Hell no. Or Leonard Skinner. Never. Or Elvin Bishop. Elvin Bishop. We didn't talk about it. Did you say Elvis or Elvin? Elvin. 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 What a bad name. Doesn't matter. He's from though. the Shire. Okay. That's, he's <laughs> from the Shire. just going to do that. <laughs> For Gore, we give it a 60%. So somewhere above middling. We would have liked him more if it was practical, but yeah. whatever. Obviously. For shock value was 70%. It was kind of a shocking movie. Yeah. For the time. 2005. Yeah. That's yeah. like post 9-11, four years. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> Suspense, we have a 33%. Yeah. Not very suspenseful. Did not keep me on the edge of my seat. No, but Monster slash Killer Peel, we gave it a 80%. Yes. Hell yes. Definitely. Yeah, we have some cool. We have the Sid Haig. We have, what's the big dude's Baby, name? Baby, Otis. Tiny. Tiny made his last performance. Oh, what, what about Sheriff Waddell? I loved Sheriff Waddell. He was fucking crazy. Yeah. He was. 
For special effects, we give it a 53%. Mm. And like I said, and we were describing that, it wasn't practical special effects. That's what it would have made it better. Yes. Yes. I would have liked to have seen him actually uh, carve that guy's face off yeah. close up. Oh, yes. yes. Would have been nice. It was really fucked up that he put it on his wife. Yeah, well, <laughs> except it just looked like a baloney. <laughs> you know? You hold in it. It didn't look like skin. Uh, for horniness, we had quite a discrepancy. Me and Macias, that was a 70%. Ash, that was a 30%. What? 70%? What else do you want? Yeah. That was right. horny to you? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what part? The gun in the backside? I mean, All the hotel the scene, baby's pants the whole time. Okay, yeah, her ass was definitely hanging out a lot. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You had, uh, you know, Captain Spaulding having Ugh. sex with oh, God. porn star Ginger Flynn. I guess it doesn't really matter because we're going to rate it at a 56%. Fine. That's hmm. bullshit. Okay. For scariness, we all pretty much agreed it was 33%. Not very scary. very scary. No. Unless you're a novice. Yeah. Um, for acting, we gave it a 63%. I probably Guys. brought that down. I didn't, I didn't think it was that good. You did. But Come on. Sid Haig was great. Some Baby. of them were great. No, I thought she was not good. Sherry Moon's great. No. All the time. No. Guess not. All right, whatever. Okay. For plot, we gave it a 66%. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Um, so to dive into our personal ratings, I gave it a 69%. To be honest, like I'm not the biggest Rob Zombie fan. Um, I think the movie's entertaining. I think it kind of picks up where it's supposed to leave off in mm -hmm. House of Thousand Corpses, but like I didn't love House of Thousand Corpses. So like, what are you gonna do? I, I like I didn't like Thirty One. I didn't like all the other movies. He does I want him to keep making music? Maybe stop making movies. Oof. Ooh, wow, you know? hot take there. That's a hot there. take. But once you once you touch Halloween for me, oh, that's what yeah. this is all about. It is. It's it like is. you touch my girl. And like she doesn't want to be touched in the first place because she was already an she independent kinda, woman. She kind of wanted to be touched, but she was independent woman <laughs> that had her <laughs> own way. And then you touched her and you changed her into this like well, I don't know. What are you gonna do? So give me a sixty-nine. I enjoyed it, just not as much. If you didn't just mess with all my favorite horror franchises, yeah. So this has nothing to do with Devil's Rejects and has everything to do with Halloween. Exactly. So Got it. How about you, Ash? gave it a 79%. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave House of a Thousand Corpses a fucking 10 out of a 10 because it was. Um, this one was cool. It just wasn't like creepy, scary like House of a Thousand Corpses. It yeah. was more of like a Western, which is cute. And the 70s like music was great, but it wasn't like terrifying. So I needed it to be a little bit more terrifying. But obviously I love everyone who plays in this movie and the plot is just fun. But that's as best as I can do. Okay, seventy nine percent. Macias, you give us a seventy percent. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, I want to change that score to a sixty nine because I just think that's more appropriate for the movie. Perfect, sixty nine percent it is. Sixty nine. Yeah, this movie is really like the characters are really fun and everything, but to me, like the pacing can be kind of slow at times. But mm -hmm. I do love the music. Um, oh, also really love the chicken fucker scene. God, that, that was great. That seems like something that would be in like a Tarantino movie. That Ugh. was hilarious. Between uh, Ken Forey and his like dude that looks weird the and dude the rednecks that looks on the chicken weird was so offended. I'm like, you yeah. look exactly like the person I would think that would stick your dick in a fucking chicken. That is neck. not very nice. You say that because he looks like he has mental problems. No, I say that because he looks inbred as fuck from like backwoods and can't find a woman. Okay, yes, but anyway, fun scene. Uh, watch the movie. If anything, just for that. Also, for the last 
whatever seven minutes, however long Freebird is, that is <laughs> yeah. probably like some of the best timing with yes. a song mm -hmm. and a scene and ever. One of the slowest kill scenes in history of horror. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we gave this movie a seventy-two percent. That's good. It's really good. I love that. Um, we had nineteen kills recorded. Jesus. We had one sex scene. Zero jump scares, zero explosions, and five monsters. Makes um, sense, you guys. I think they blew up the Firefly clan house. Uh, one. They, well, they set a fire in it. I didn't see it yeah. explode, so I didn't record it. There. I can say one, one and a half. Point five. Point five, maybe. Half chub. Half <laughs> chub <laughs> with all of that. <laughs> so now we're in uh, mid to late October. It's my choice to pick a Halloween movie. And what other way would we be able to do Halloween right without doing an actual Halloween movie? Okay, which one? He wants to do Rob Zombie's Halloween. No. I actually despise Rob Zombie's Halloweens. We didn't know that. Yes, you did. Uh, I'm going to do Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Okay. Okay. I actually love it. I actually think it's a very good Halloween movie, and it uh, fits well what we're doing. It's what year the, is it? It is 1989. Okay, I'm into it. Um, also, if you guys are looking for another like really scary horror movie, I watched one recently. It's called, um, it came out in the 90s. It's called... Uh, double Double Toilet Trouble. Also <laughs> Twins? Do you the Olsen Twins? <laughs> Are you fucking me? I loved it. I watched it last I night. I love Just that movie with the mirror. Yep. Yep. Okay, well, you... Scary when you're fucking eight. Yeah. <laughs> watch that after you watch Halloween 5. Oh, yeah. Like but a come down movie. Yep. Until yeah. you get to that... Thanks for listening. Feel free to write some movie <laughs> suggestions, creepy stories, or just say hi. You can contact us at hornyhorrorgmail.com. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the other stuff, and make sure to watch Halloween 5 before you meet us next week. That's white. And Double Double Toilet and Trouble. It's on Hulu? Hulu. It's on Hulu, Okay, yeah. great. Double Double Toilet and Trouble? Double Double Toilet and Trouble. Toil. Toil. Not Toilet. No. Okay. It's in the kids section on Hulu along with Nightmare Before Christmas. God damn it. I'm so excited. I had I no them. idea. Yeah. I watched them back to back <laughs> last night. It was really nice. Oh, man. Uh, I guess I'll have to watch that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good night. <laughs> good night.